Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're A Couple couple of characters. Characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And what are we talking about today, Quinn? Well, since A Wheel of Time TV show is actually in the works with a release date set for, I believe, later this year, I thought it would be interesting to discuss what we think the Evansfield folk would be. And this episode will contain spoilers, so if you haven't read the series yet and would like to, you might want to skip this episode. Uh, so a little payback for me doing Frasier, now we're going to do one of the book series that you really enjoy. Yes, but you also really enjoy this series too. True. And you also <laughs> kind of like Frasier, so... I, I do enjoy Frasier <laughs> as well, so it's... yeah. Win-win, <laughs> they call that. All right, so I'm going to start off with giving some background of the series. For those of you who aren't familiar, The Wheel of Time is a 14-novel high fantasy series written by Robert Jordan, with the last three books being a collaboration with Brandon Sanderson after Robert Jordan's death in 2007. The series follows Randolph Thor and his friends from the village of Emmons Field as they leave home to save the world. The characters I'd like to focus on today are five of the main protagonists. Randall Thor, his two best friends Matt Coffin and Perrin Ibera, his former love interest Egwene Alvere, and the wisdom or medicine woman of Emmonsfield, Nynaeve Almira. The Emmonsfield Five, as they called them. I don't. Is this a thing? That's what I saw on Wikipedia when I was looking them up. Oh, then yes, the Emmonsfield <laughs> Five it is. I think it said called by some fans the Emmonsfield Five, so obviously not by these fans. But <laughs> I mean, some. It, it tracks. The characters change a lot throughout the series, which makes sense because there are 14 books. So let's hone in on a specific book. I'm thinking book four, The Shadow Rising, because that's really when Matt starts getting his cool powers, and it also happens to be my favorite book in the series. Sounds good. So for each character, I'm going to give a brief description before I say what D&D 5e options I think they're going to be. And I was surprised by our different character ideas when we did the Frasier episode, so I'm curious to see what you think for these two. Sounds great. Who are we starting with? Well, I'd like to start with Rand, since he's the main protagonist in The Wheel of Time. He's a shepherd slash farmer, and he lives in the outskirts of the woods by the village with his father. He wants adventure in his life until he actually has it thrust upon him, and he learns it's not all that it's cracked up to be. (laughs) And the point of the series is that Rand is the chosen one, and he does not understand how he could be special because he just sees himself as a normal young man. I would definitely choose the folk hero background for him, which can be found in the Player's Handbook. Yeah, I agree. That's, I think, the most fitting background for Rand. Yeah. And near the beginning of the series, he gains magical powers that he doesn't want, know how to use, and just appear out of nowhere. And to me, this sounds a lot like a sorcerer, particularly wild magic from the Player's Handbook. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Okay. And he also knows how to use a longbow at the start, and he picks up sword fighting really quickly, which makes me inclined to have him take at least one level in fighter right away. All right. What were you thinking? So I had a few ideas for Rand. I think fighter makes sense. And if we continue with fighter, I might do Eldritch Knight just to really hone in on that magic and fighting combination. Sure. So... Other than the Eldritch Knight option, I also thought Wild Magic Sorcerer would be a great option, mm-hmm. as you said, because his magic is kind of unwanted and a bit unpredictable at first. Yeah, eventually he learns how to like use it properly and like do cool things with it, but at first it just like kind of randomly does stuff and he doesn't really know what he's doing. 
I mean, that is true of the wild magic sorcerer as well. Yeah. Since you know that later on, when you roll on the wild surge table, you get to roll twice and choose which one happens. Oh, that's fun. And my last thought for Rand was that he could be also a monk way of the Kensai because this lets you kind of hone in on a particular weapon or two. So he could do a longbow for his ranged weapon and like a longsword for his melee weapon. It kind of like shows that he was really good with a blade alongside, uh, I would multi-class, you know, with something that does magic. But, you know, if you wanted to multi-class with Wild Magic Sorcerer and Kinsai, I think that'd be a pretty cool combo. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, and that can be found in Xanther's Guide to Everything. Yep. And then my last thought for Rand was that we just go ahead and combine the swordsmanship and the magic. Kind of like Eldritch Knight, but this is more magic-focused and less weapon-focused, and this would be the Bladesinger subclass of Wizard. That is found in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Okay, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, did you have any other thoughts for Rand? Any other last comments? I mean, your your choices also make sense. I definitely think he should have... The first level should be in a martial class so that he gets those... Um, the proficiencies with weapons. Mm-hmm. And then... And yeah, if we went with fighter, I definitely would recommend going up to third level so that way you can get the martial archetype. Yeah, all right. So which archetype would you choose? Do you think an Eldritch Knight as well, or did you think something else like Champion or just go Eldritch Knight? Um, I think Eldritch Knight's fun. Sounds good. Who's our next character? Next, we should talk about Matt, who is your favorite character. Yes, I love Matt. Yes. Well, especially in, you know, once we get past, like, book two when he's kind of the worst. Yeah, he's kind of whiny (laughs) in the first couple books. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he's just not having a good time. Mm -hmm. But then once he, like, gets rid of his cursed dagger, he's a lot more pleasant to be around. Yes. And much, like, more of a... He's kind of a funny character. He is very funny. I really enjoy him. Yeah. So Matt is one of Rian's childhood best friends, and he really starts to come into his own a few books in, as we've said. He's really lucky, loves to drink and gamble, and loves chasing the ladies, so I would choose the charlatan background from the player's handbook. Yes, for sure. Again, I think we're going to agree on all the backgrounds, because I think they're, for the most part, pretty obvious. Yeah. And he also loves pulling pranks, which he does less so later on in the series, but is a bigger <laughs> thing in, like, the first book. Yeah, as he matures, he yeah. doesn't do that as much. He's good with a longbow and a quarterstaff at the start, and later gets this weapon called the Ashandurai, which is basically a glaive, and he's good with that, too. And this makes me inclined to think he's either a fighter, monk, or rogue. For fighter, I would choose Battlemaster from the Player's Handbook because he has an encounter in book four that makes him get memories of past generals. And this makes him a master tactician and fits with the Battlemaster since they're all about using martial techniques passed down for generations. Did you say fighter monk or rogue? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not barbarian. Not barbarian. All right. Yeah, but I agree that Battlemaster makes a lot of sense. That was one of my options as well for the same reason. Yeah. And for Monk, I would choose Way of the Kensai from Xanthar's Guide, since they're masters of weapons, and I would definitely say that Matt is a master of a couple of weapons. Yeah, especially the Glaive, which I 
I'm not going to butcher the name. So I'll leave it at Glaive. And yeah, and he is really good with the quarter staff. Like there's a couple like that sparring fights that he gets in and people are like, they expect him to be worse than he is. And they're like, whoa, how'd you win that? That's one of my favorite like scenes is when he's at the Aes Sedai Tower and they he like takes on someone that's using a sword that's supposed to be like training to be a warder for the Aes Sedai. Yeah. And he beats them with a quarterstaff, even though he's like been sick for the last month and like can barely walk and then yeah, just goes and that, beats them. That's super funny. That's one of my like I think that was the scene when I was like, Oh, Matt's turning around. He's not so pitiful and annoying. Yeah. And if I went with Rogue, I would choose the Swashbuckler from Xanthar's Guide since they are fast and really good at dueling. And this makes sense to the types of weapons he uses. He's also really confident and charismatic, so I think that archetype is a good fit for him. Yeah, I agree with that. And then another possibility, I know I didn't say Barbarian because I don't think Barbarian is as good of a fit for him, but it if would be, you did if I did do Barbarian, I would go Path of the Ancestral Guardian from Xanthar's Guide because when they rage, ancestral spirits appear to aid them. And this reminds me of when the ghostly heroes of the past appear when he blew the Horn of Velir. But this is more minor, so I wouldn't actually pick that. Right. Okay. So what were you thinking? So I I agree with the a lot of your choices. So I also wrote down the Ancestral Guardian for Barbarian. I wrote down Swashbuckler for Rogue, and I really like the rakish audacity feature where you like use your charisma to add to your prowess in battle. Because I feel like Matt does that a lot. Yeah, he like he tries to talk his way out of fights a lot, mm-hmm. and he is frequently successful at doing that. Right. So I wrote down my last two here. I kind of went with because of the little paragraph that follows the name. So I was looking at the Bard College of Valor, Mm -hmm. and this one's in the Player's Handbook. And this one is kind of like you inspire your allies by the way that you fight and like how brave you fight and stuff. And I feel like that is what Matt does a lot of the times when he does have to fight. He's using those ancestral memories to fight really well and kind of lead men whether or not he thought he was able to. Yeah. Yes, like people are drawn to following him, even though he does not try to be, he doesn't want to be a leader. People just gravitate towards him. So that's also why I listed down here the fighter uh, banneret subclass, which is in the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. And that is the same style of like class where it's kind of you lead people and people kind of want to follow you. You know, that's what bannerets kind of are. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, those are my options for Matt. And then I also wrote down here that if you wanted, um, so I guess in the book series, The Wheel of Time, all the characters are humans for the most part. There are some like giant folk that are there. And then there are Trollocs, which are the bad people, which are kind of like orcs. They're kind of like orcs, but also kind of like Minotaur-like. Yeah, they have different animal heads like pigs or goats. Yeah. But most of the characters are humans, but for Matt, I would even think about maybe going halfling just because of his luck being such a factor. Yeah. And so you could just, like, you know, use the halfling abilities but play him kind of as a human since in the Wheel of Time world there are only humans for the most part. Yeah. 
And then similarly, I would give him the lucky feet as soon as you can. Yeah. So if you go human, you could take that at level one. Or if you go halfling, reskin, whatever, then you could take it at level four. Sure. All right. Now let's talk about Perrin, who of Rand and History Best Friends is my favorite. Sounds good. Yeah. He's Rand's other child. It's the wrong choice, but. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. He's Rand's other childhood best friend. He's very quiet and slow to come to decisions, so people often think he's less intelligent than he actually is. He's also fiercely loyal to his friends and allies. At the start of the series, he's a blacksmith's apprentice, so I would give him the guild artisan background from the player's handbook. Once again, I agree. (laughs) And there are three class options I would choose for him. Barbarian, Druid, or Ranger. Since he goes into battle rages a few times throughout the series, Barbarian makes a lot of sense. I would choose Path of the Totem Warrior from the Player's Handbook because these barbarians get spirit animal guides. Mm-hmm. And one of the features they get is speak with animals, which fits with him learning that he can telepathically talk to wolves in the first book. Yep. These barbarians also develop traits like their totem animals. And in the books, his eyes actually turn golden like wolf's eyes. Like he actually gets the nickname Perrin Golden Eyes. Right. And if I went druid, I would choose Circle of the Shepherd from Xanthor's Guide because these druids are one with nature, especially animals. They're the protectors of animals, and Perrin is very protective of his wolf friends. They also prefer to be farther away from people and civilization, which Perrin relates to after he becomes a wolf brother. Which is, that just means that he can, like, talk to wolves and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. These druids can also talk with animals. And for Ranger, I would choose Horizon Walker from Xanthar's Guide because later in the series, he is able to enter this dream world called Teleron Riyadh. And Horizon Walker's focus on otherworldly threats and travel among the plains to protect mortals. This one is less fitting than the other two, in my opinion, but it still could work. Right. And I also wrote down the Barbarian Path of the Totem Warrior and uh, Druid's Circle of Shepherds. And then I did go ranger for one option. I went beastmaster, and then I thought you could have a wolf as, like, your beast companion, and that would be... It's not quite right for Perrin, but I just thought it'd be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, a fun spin on it. That makes sense. But I also looked at the Path of the Beast, which came out in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, and this one is similar to Totem Warrior, where you gain some aspects of the beast, and it also seems pretty fitting for Perrin. So I thought that one was a good option, too. Makes sense. And so I also want to quick mention for the Totem Warrior at level 10, you get Spirit Walker. And this lets you cast the spell Commune with Nature as a ritual. And I thought that'd be cool to talk with the DM and do a swap for the spell Dream. So that you can cast Dream as a ritual. I'm not even sure if Dream is a ritual, but you know. Your DM might let you do it. And this is because of what you mentioned, where he goes into Teleran Rehad later and is able to walk in dreams. Yeah. So another way that you could take Perrin, I thought would be that you could do a Forge Domain Cleric Mm -hmm. because of his blacksmithing background and everything. And the Forge Domain kind of serves the... It's kind of like the art of blacksmithing... Yeah. But made into a religion almost. Yeah. So I thought that would be a good option. And they also said in the little description that these people 
are usually the kind of people that can make magic items. And later in the series, he does make a magic warhammer. Oh, yeah. He, like, rediscovers the lost art of making these, like, powerful magical weapons. And right. he makes, like, a magical warhammer, right? Yep. Yeah. So I thought that would be good. I think it has a name. It's it's not Mjolnir. It's not Mjolnir. But it sounds kind of like it. But it does start with an M. Yeah. So I was like, is this Thor's hammer that Perrin has? Not quite. But yeah, so I thought that the Forge Domain might be a decent fit. And then I also, because I always got to make a Warlock an option, (laughs) I did that you could either do the Archfey or the Celestial for one of those two. I wasn't sure which one really fit better with the Wolf Spirits because I think that his patron that he made a pact with would be a Wolf Spirit of some sort. So either a Celestial or an Archfey depending on your dungeon master and the lore and such of your game. Yeah, that makes sense. And then again, I was uh, just thinking Gildard is in, like you said, and then I also said if you want to reskin him as a different race, I think a dwarf makes sense because he's pretty burly and hairy. Yeah, he's large and stocky and, like, everyone's, like, they think he'd be more violent than he is, but he's like he's like a gentle giant. Like he's very. Like, I, I mean, I think you said it all, gentle giant. Yeah, like he's very muscular and is cautious because he doesn't want to like break things. Yep. And yeah, he is the only one that like he like grows a beard like right away. And maybe he's got a beard. Yeah, maybe he's got a beard. <laughs> All right, who are we moving on to next? All right, next we're going to talk about Egwene. She is Rand's initial love interest until they realize they love each other more like siblings. And she's the daughter of the innkeeper slash mayor of their village who is apprenticing to be a wisdom or medicine woman, as I said earlier. She's very eager to learn about magic and is excited to leave home. I wasn't entirely sure what background I would choose for her maybe sage i was thinking sage just because once she gets in with the Sedai and like starts learning from them she gets very i think she gets way more sage like where she starts to really focus in on trying to learn yeah she becomes a very powerful caster with the ability to enter the dream world i think she's probably a divination wizard from the player's handbook or a circle of dream steward from xanther's guide Druids who are part of the Circle of Dreams are focused on planes where dreams and reality blur together. One of the features they get is literally called Walker and Dreams, so I think this is the best fit for her. Mm-hmm. I also wrote this one down, and then for my other option, I brought down Wizard and couldn't decide on a school or like a subclass. So I think that the Circle of Dreams is probably the best fit for her. Yeah. And then again, if you want to give her a new uh, race instead of human... I would probably go with the High Elf just because I think she kind of uh, demonstrates High Elf-like traits where she's kind of focused on uh, magic and learning, which I think is a High Elf thing. She's not very snobby, though, so she's not like that kind of elf. (laughs) You know, we all know that kind of elf Mm -hmm. in our life. And last but certainly not least, one of my all-time favorite characters in the series, Nynaeve. She is another powerful caster, but her talents fall more in line with healing magic. She was the wisdom of her village, and she desperately wants people to take her seriously since she's very young for her position. Like, she's in her 
like mid to late 20s at the start of the series and yeah. normally these are women who are in like their 50s 60s even 70s yeah. she's an old maid though she is an old maid in her village in- <laughs> because they usually marry at like 18 yeah um she also wants to heal everyone and takes it very personally when she's unable to heal them and she's noted for being a good tracker so i think the outlander background from the player's handbook would probably be a good fit for her yeah, this is the only one that I'm going to slightly disagree, or not necessarily disagree, but give a secondary option. So I think Outlander's good. I also thought Hermit is a pretty good fit, because, you know, as we said, she's kind of a spinster, even though she's only, like, 25. So not really a spinster, but in the eyes of the other villagers, a Yeah, spinster. she's seen as kind of an outsider, yeah, and so even though, like, she lives in the town and, like, helps them, she's kind of an outsider. So I thought Hermit might be good as well. That makes sense. And since she is so focused on healing, I think she's probably a life domain cleric from the Player's Handbook. Okay. There aren't really any other options that I thought made sense for her since she's so good at healing. Mm-hmm. But you might have had some other ideas. I did. So I also like the nature domain just because, you know, we talked about a little bit about how she's a good tracker and everything and i just thought nature gave her a little extra spice you mm-hmm. know with that kind of uh stuff sure and then my other option which again when you read that little opening paragraph of a subclass it can tell you a lot so i went the druid circle of the land okay and that was kind of because I, when i was reading it it actually said something like These types of druids are often like medicine people for villages or, you know, healers for villages. So I was like, oh, so it'd be kind of like being a wisdom for this little town. That makes a lot of sense. So that was why I went with that. But I agree with you. I think that the life domain is probably the best fit. Yeah. And then again, if we reskin her as a different race. So Rand, I guess, is just a human because I didn't come up with anything else for him. But Nynaeve could be a wood elf just because of her, uh, like her skill at tracking and stuff and her ability to know a little bit more about nature. I feel like that kind of is a wood elf or yeah. maybe a forest gnome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that is uh, what I thought about Nynaeve. Okay. And then let's just give the listeners a quick summary of what options we thought. Like, what, well, I think what our sh- final picks are. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We should pick one for each of them. Yeah. So, Rand, deathly folk hero. 100% agree. Human. <laughs> do we think fighter or monk? Oof. I don't know. What do you think? Let's go fighter, and then we'll go with the Eldritch Knight. Okay. So, like, take three eventually up three fighter. levels. Yeah. Definitely start with the first level in fighter, and then multi-class into a wild magic sorcerer okay so for rand we're gonna do three levels in eldritch knight fighter and the rest in wild magic sorcerer yeah what about for matt obviously charlatan background Mm-hmm. and you said halfling yes halfling because we gotta get that luck yes so which one do you think i'm feeling most strongly towards battle master fighter mm-hmm. But what were you thinking? What do you feel most strongly about? I also think Battlemaster is good. I just want to give second place to Swashbuckler because I thought that one was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I think that it's hard to use a glaive as a rogue because I think you need a finesse weapon mm-hmm. to do sneak attack. So we'll give him Battlemaster. Sounds good. 
Perrin. Definitely Perrin. a guild artisan. Yep. Make him a dwarf. Yeah, we can. You don't have to, of course. Always suggestion. Yes. Well, everything we say is a suggestion. These are just what we think. True. And then what were we thinking? Barbarian? Druid? I think that the Barbarian Totem Warrior is my favorite choice. That's my favorite choice as well. All right. But I urge you to look at the Path of the Beast yeah. later, Quinn, because I think it's also pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty similar to Totem Warrior. All right. Egwene. Background? Sage. Sage sounds good Probably to me. Probably make her a high elf. You can go high elf. You can do... You can maybe do tiefling. That, I mean, obviously they don't look as much like a human as an elf does, but gives you a little charisma and intelligence. But yeah, she also is kind of charismatic and, like, ends up being a leader in... The Amarlin Seat. Yes. Of the Aes Sedai. Yeah. If you've read the books, that makes sense. If it, you haven't, that just sounds like a made-up word. <laughs> because it is just a made-up word. Well, every word's just a made-up word. Exactly. Okay. All right. Which were we thinking? Circle think of Dreams, Druid? I Circle of Druid? Dreams, yeah. Yeah. Because I couldn't even narrow down a wizard subclass, so I think the Circle of Dreams is my favorite. Yeah. And then Nynaeve. What background? You know, I think Hermit makes a lot of sense. Okay. We'll, we'll go, go with Hermit. Hermit. I convinced you. You convinced me. And, and if we do Wood Elf, that gives her a little more of the nature stuff as well. Yeah, I like that. And then we would choose a Life Domain Cleric. Yep. So you're really good at healing because that is what Nynaeve is. That is her <laughs> whole thing. I mean, she has layers. but Yeah, she's an yes. onion. She has but layers. But I agree. Yes, yes, yes. That but that is her goal. That is her mission in life. True. All right. I think that is a good wrap-up to the Wheel of Time here. Yes. Do you have any last thoughts or are we good to move on? Good to move on. All right. Now it's time for some listener feedback. Jared wrote in asking for some help fleshing out a new character idea they had. The gist is that the character is a teen from the real world, like our world, but they think they're in a new full immersion virtual reality game. They'd like the DM to eventually decide if the world is actually a game or if the person was transported to the Forgotten Realms or another D&D world somehow. Jared also thought it would be fun for them to introduce themselves as their username, like Leetboy420 or something, claiming that was their name. I like that. It's a very funny yeah. username. What Jared needs help with deciding is what race and class would best suit this backstory. Do you have any ideas for this, Alex? Right, I think that, so some of this is going to depend on that decision between is this just a like full immersion VR game or did Leap Boy 420 get transported to the Forgotten Realms or some other d yeah, is Yeah, is it actually a game or did they get... Because I think yeah. if you got transported, obviously they need to be human because they weren't not a human in yeah. our world. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think we could just for fun, we could make them. I think any race really would work for you if you do the other version where it's actually a VR game because it would just be like, well, it's like a World of Warcraft type game where you yeah. choose your race at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, it's like, what do you want to be? Just be that. You want to be a cat person? Be a tabaxi. Yeah. You want to be a minotaur? Go ahead. Yeah. So I think that for the class, I would, again, this is a little dependent because things like 
magic get a little sketchy if you came from our world and now you have magic it's a little confusing to me how you got that well there's a couple ways you can swing that okay yeah, I go, also what are your depends, ideas for that i'll tell you that in a second it for the class it also depends what kind of game it is that is true like i was picturing like a world of warcraft style game okay like so, an mmorpg all right sounds good so how they could get magic Obviously, wild magic sorcerer, or even sorcerer in general, because they just kind of just like, one day you got imbued with magic. Mm -hmm. You could be a cleric, where a god just bestows you some magic, or you could be a warlock. paladin, or warlock also fits in that. Yeah, because again, like, oh, you encounter a patron, they give you some magic and abilities. Can I tell you my favorite little idea I had? Yes, please. This is assuming that um, Leap Boy 420 came from our world and is now in the Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. He was walking home from school. I'm imagining he's in high school. Yeah. Or they are. You can do whatever gender you want. Yeah. So they are in um, high school. They're walking home from school. They got their backpack and they got their like saxophone or trumpet or something mm-hmm. because they're in band. And they walk through this alley for a shortcut, end up in the Forgotten Realms, and now they, like, they have this instrument from, like, a different world, and they start playing it, and people love it, and I thought it'd be funny if you became a bard. Yes, I was going to say, another thing to think about is, like, what was their background? Like, who were they? What were they good at in our world Mm -hmm. if they got transported? Because that would determine what they are like. Yeah, if they were a good singer or performer or whatever bard would make sense yeah i just thought i had that idea and thought it was yeah. pretty funny but i think the ones that make sense for me if we're not doing an actual video game because if it's an actual vr game you yeah. can do any class i think and it will work yeah but i think if it's from our world the ones i like the most were that you are either like a barbarian like you know something ticks you off and you start becoming a really good fighter mm-hmm. um I feel like fighter monk are a little hard to swing unless you like we're doing training with weapons. Well, yeah. So like (laughs) martial arts or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you were like let's say this kid was a black belt in karate or taekwondo. Right now you can be a monk. Yeah, no problem. It makes sense that you would have those abilities. Yeah. It could also just be you can just say whatever happened just because like when they got transported the portal did something Mm -hmm. that's true i mean you could rationalize that for any class then yeah that's what i'm saying like you can really do whatever you want but yeah i say like think about what your person was before and that will really help you decide on what you want them like what class they would be yeah so i'm just gonna give jared my what i would do because i think it's the funniest would be a human with a like a saxophone that becomes a bard I, think I love that's it. my favorite. That is what about great. You? Do you have an option? What's your um, favorite option? Oh, maybe they maybe they went in an alley because they were running away from a bully. Okay. And then they were backing against a wall, and there somehow was like a tenuous connection <laughs> between the yeah between our world and the forgotten that, realms. Yep, they transported. Yeah. That was that noise. <laughs> yep. I didn't make that noise. It was weird. That just happened. Um, my other favorite <laughs> thing would be. Hmm. I'll give you one more because Quinn's thinking. 
I think Warlock would be funny if they stumble in and then just like unwittingly make a deal with someone because they are like, oh yeah, this is a video game. It's fine. I can make a deal that yeah. sells my soul or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. care. <laughs> so that's, I think that's where funny. I was thinking to be honest. Okay. And I'll say that this idea reminds me of a book that I read in middle school called Air Apparent where this teenage girl gets trapped in a virtual reality game and has to try to get out and like the power goes out or something so that if she dies in the game she would die in real life so she has to like be careful and like make her way through the game and like beat all these like little like levels and stuff kind of Mm -hmm. this also it reminds me of my favorite podcast that isn't our podcast which is Dungeons and Daddies. Yes, 100%. Where, I was thinking that too. Yeah, four Which, Jared, dads, you should check that out if you haven't yet. Yeah, in that podcast, four dads from our world go into the Forgotten Realms to save their lost sons. That's the, the like, one-sentence Yeah, that's pitch. their tagline. Yep. So, yeah, I think those are some things that Jared can check out if they want to find out more about, yeah. you know, how this has been done in media. Yeah, I, I also, this reminds me of Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah, that's a little true, too. Which is one of my all-time favorite Disney movies. And it just, it reminds me a lot of, like, that if you go into some other game or whatever and the game gets unplugged, that's it, you're dead. Yeah. So, like, that would be an interesting way to, like, think about it. Right, so I DM. think, yeah, we should do Wreck-It Ralph as a, <laughs> we yes. should pick his class. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, thank you so much for the feedback, Jared, and the suggestion. It was It's always fun to help our listeners out. So if yes. you guys have any... We love helping you guys. Yeah, if you guys have anything that you want us to help with, just send us an email or contact us on the other ways that we're going to talk about right now. Yes, and please let us know if you have any more questions about this character, Jared, or anyone. You can find more information about our show at a couple of characterspodcast.com. Have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character like Jared? Email us at a couple of characterspod at gmail.com. And please also let us know your pronouns so that we don't misgender you. Yeah, so for Jared, we just went with they, them, and hopefully they are okay with that. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to assume and then misgender you. Yes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, the five-star reviews help us out a lot. You can also help us out a lot by just telling a friend to listen to our show. Yes. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search ACOC Podcast. And the final way that you can support our show is by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC Podcast. Any purchases that you make there through our affiliate link will give us 10%, and bookshop.org will give 10% of that purchase to a local bookstore of your choice as well. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex in Winterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Not a Dr. Quinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. attack the cat all right do it i'm gonna get you cammy quinn has literally left me she's trapped the cat in the other room
the meowing will be faint now. <laughs> oh, you've got your, uh... That's just my little ASMR for the listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> you can.